Warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause you to become confused as to what liquids you should drink and liquids that you shouldn't, such as liquids with volatile sensitivity to changes in temperature and or pressure, liquids that require two mechanical seals to stay put, non-lubricating liquids that produce gases and or solids that may or may not be abrasive, liquids that are seriously goddamn sensitive to agitation, liquids that react with each other to form a solid, which is an absolute nightmare, or limitlessly lubricating liquids a nightmare at the other end of the rectum. Spectrum, take it from Spoon. And lastly, anything at all consumed by... Should I drink that? Dot com. Welcome to episode 108 for shouldidrinkthat.com. I'm your host, the Most Reverend Father Spoon, and uh, we, we've had a lot of things going on in the craft beer world recently. Things are getting a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> have you heard any good beer jokes lately? That, uh, I think that's what it, it's coming down to. And um, if, well, if you're new to craft beer or you've been living under a rock lately, uh, well, we've had some news with, uh, well, first off, let's get started with these guys, Elysian Brewing. Uh, the beer tonight is their, the Immortal IPA. It is about uh, 6.3% and uh, IPA, obviously. But here's what you need to know. So, as craft beer fans, we're loyalists. If um, big beer comes in, and wants to buy you, pretty much gets shunned. And <laughs> this must be the worst stroke of luck that any brewery has had that's been bought out or announced that they're in the process of being purchased. So our friends here, which we've we've had them on the show before, you're familiar with them, hopefully. Um, <laughs> they got bought by InBev, by Budweiser. Best way to put it, AB and Bev, uh, just say they got bought by Bud, and <laughs> then uh, a few weeks later, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of controversy about this. A lot of people were really pissed off about it, and one of the really good reasons why they were pissed off is um, when you you go to their website and you look at the beers that they have. There's a certain beer that kind of sticks out. The loser pale ale, because if you look at the very top of the label, it says corporate beer still sucks. And guess what? They're owned by a corporation now. So <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this story on these guys. Um, I guess one out of the four people that were in charge didn't want the sale to go through. It went through anyways. It happens. And um, and there's been stories all over the place of what exactly went down with this, and it's tough to say 100% which one's factual, which one's not. Um, the guys at the full pint, pretty reliable. I go with what they say, and uh, and they had a pretty good story, which we will link to in the uh, the show notes for this. So these guys got bought by Bud, maybe in Beth, whatever. A couple weeks later, Budweiser launches a full out assault on the craft beer industry. And with that, 
came more backlash than I think anyone could have ever expected. So before we get into all the details with that, let's open this bud. <laughs> let's open this Elysian, the Immortal IPA, and uh, and see what it has to offer. And I'm, I'm curious to see or to hear what you guys think about everything that happened with uh, with the whole Budweiser acquisition and also the ad because this this really just pissed a lot of people off. In fact, uh, as I was watching the Super Bowl, which is when the ad aired, by the way, so when the ad aired, I was uh, was watching. I went, that just happened, and I, I don't have a DVR here, so I couldn't rewind it. And of course, I'm on Twitter as I'm watching the Super Bowl because what else are you gonna do? Watch the game, and um, yeah, it's all of a sudden Twitter started exploding, and we started questioning each other. Did that really happen? Did Budweiser just take a shot at us? At, at craft beer in general, and uh, and the answer is yes, they did. Hmm. Now here's the thing to keep in mind. Uh, well, first they describe this as an aggressive yet well balanced. The Immortal IPA is a Northwest take on a classic English style, golden copper in color and loaded with New World hop flavor and aroma. A little better, not bad. Um, stellar, not really. I mean, it's, it's, it's a decent IPA. Other than that, there really isn't much on the uh, the aroma here. But yeah, it's it's the, it's a standard IPA. I mean, it's it's a little bitter. Um, I guess it's um, hmm. Something's changing on this. So there is still a little uh, multi smoothness to it, but the bitterness, um, it's not exactly how I like my IPAs. Some people might. That's perfectly fine. Uh, it does have 57 IBUs, so it's not overly bitter. That's probably about standard for what I would drink for an IPA. Maybe just have one or two of these. The, hmm, uh, okay, now the bitterness is kicking in. A little bite. They could bite you in the ass a little bit. Not that that's a bad thing. If you're into that for your IPAs, uh, definitely try it. If you're not into IPAs with a little bite, don't do this. It's as simple as that. Does this taste different knowing now that it's owned by Budweiser? No. In fact, I think that's probably the most ridiculous thing anybody could say, is that once a major conglomerate buys a beer, that automatically the beer sucks. Does that mean the, the recipe is going to change? I can't tell you that. Goose Island was, you know, most people know Budweiser is went in and, and did their thing. Or sorry, AB and Bev, and Bev went in there, did their thing with uh, Goose Island. I don't think the product's changed. I still drink it once in a while if it's there. Uh, not really a, a fan of Goose Island. It never was beforehand. Still not really now. Do they make good beers? Yeah, probably. They're drinkable. They have drinkability. Um, but the thing is. As long as the recipe doesn't change, uh, I really don't care who owns them. Now, in, in some cases, you, you think, well, you know, you got to stand up because Budweiser's going around, or InBev is going around buying up all these breweries. What's it going to do? But you know what? There's over 3,000 breweries in the United States. If they want to buy up a few, whatever. Um, as long as they're not laying people off 
and they don't change the recipe, I don't care. If they start messing with the recipe and people start losing their jobs, then I start giving a shit. That's what it comes down to is uh, principles with that. The overall product, though, you know, it's beer is beer. As long as you don't screw with it, whatever. Now, does that mean I'm going to buy any more Elysian beers? Probably not, just because I don't really care for their beers to start with. I mean, they're fine, but there's better options that are out there. So if you want to get on your high horse, make a political stance, say, oh, I'm not going to drink these beers, I'm not drinking Goose Island, fine, do it. Because really, the bottom line for, for these guys is they're not going to notice. They're so big, they won't notice now. Now, a thing to keep in mind also is this is a business. And a lot of these guys, this is their livelihood. So if somebody shows up to your doorstep with a lot of cash, you really got to think about what's going to happen. Uh, the issue you have to take into consideration too. And now you can you can say, you know, I would never do that, but the thing to think about is you do also have investors. Most of these places have investors. The bigger ones do because you got to pay for more ingredients, more brewery space, for you have expansion. There's a lot of things that really do play into it. And talking to local brewers, they, they've all agreed that you know, it's – got to pay the bills still somehow. you got your principles, but you got to pay the bills. And uh, and when you get so big, there's there's people who you have to pay and give the money back to that really don't care about craft beer. They're just worried about investments. So you got to keep that in mind too. Uh, end of the day, it's, it's all what you put in the bottle. It's what you put in your glass. And if it tastes great, drink it. If not, it's up to you. Now, that's not saying that, that Budweiser doesn't have the ability to make good beer. I'm not saying that. I'm sure they have talented brewers. I'm just saying we haven't seen it. And if they can, well, we'll show it to us. You know, spend some money instead of wasting $6 million on an ad or $4 million or whatever the price was on bashing craft beer. Why don't you make a good beer? Put it into your R&D. Make something that people, instead of buying up everybody else, because of your inability to do it, apparently. Go ahead and, uh, yeah, why don't you brew something for us? Put your money where your mouth is. That's what I thought uh, until I saw the ad. <laughs> oh, this wonderful ad. So, uh, if you're one of the people watching the video, which always, uh, you can find the videos for these shows if you're listening on the audio side. You can always find these videos on YouTube, on YouTube.com slash user slash should I drink that slash should I drink that and whatever. Look for should I drink that while you're on there. So Budweiser comes out with this ad. Oh, and, and what an ad it was. So they start in, you know, typical Clydesdales and says this is not to be fussed over. Yeah. They go into a guy looks like your typical craft beer fan. He's got the glasses, he's got the facial hair, a little scruffy mustache. He's taking a little quaff of his beer. It's brewed for a crisp, smooth finish. Now, as this video is going on, and, and there's a link, I'll have a link to this also for you. As this video is going on, <laughs> there's this like like Really, it's actually really good music. I, I, I like that. It's like kind of gets you pumped up. Like, yeah, which is the purpose of this video. They want you to get psyched for Bud. 
So as I as I'm watching this, I'm like, what what's going on here? I, I'm not liking this because the guy that, that was just quaffing that beer uh, looks like a lot of the friends I have. And if I had more scruff, I'd probably look like that guy too. But I can't grow a mustache for shit. All right. So the next scene is. Hold on one second. This is the only beer Beachwood aged. Now, honestly, do you give a shit that beer is Beachwood aged? Do you know what Beachwood is? Have you tasted it? If Beachwood aged beer tastes like Budweiser, I'm thinking Beachwood tastes like shit. Probably smells like it too. Because that's pretty much Budweiser in a nutshell. And then they go into the scene where this guy's got this big axe and he's cutting down this tree. Yeah, that's fine. All right, it's getting a little manly here. Since 1876, whatever. There's only one Budweiser, which isn't technically true. But for the sake of argument for this video, we'll say there is only one Budweiser. They go on with, it's brewed for drink. Now, for the audio people, there's all these words popping up. There's never people talking, but there's words flashing across the screen, which really can drive people nuts. It's like, it, And it seems to be like the thing now for commercials is to show a lot of words, like in your face, very strong fonts. Like, Grah! it's brewed for drinking, not for dissecting. And then, of course, they go back to the, the beer snobs at the table, kind of sniffing it, doing their thing. I'm sorry, but most of the bars that I've gone into, I don't see a table of people surrounded there acting like the people that are in this video. The people who drink their beer are people who like, you know, ready? To drink beer, brewed the hard way. The hard way. Let me tell you about the hard way. Bunch of guys pushing buttons on a machine. The hard way. I'm sorry, but if you've lo ever been to a, a brewery, mostly a, you know, you know, smaller guys, the craft breweries, we'll call them that. Even Sam Adams, I'm sure. There's a lot of work going on there, too. They're one of the bigger guys. But you go into, here in Pittsburgh, you go to see uh, Scott Smith over at East End, any of our breweries, and they're more than happy to let you see, hey, this is what it's really like around here. Those guys are busting their asses to make a good product for you. You go down to uh, Rock Bottom, go talk to Meg, go talk to Brandon. They'll show you. It's not glamorous. It is hard work. So, yeah, it is not easy work. It's not glamorous work, but you know what? They love what they do. And they're not sitting there all dressed prim and proper, pushing buttons all day. Yeah. It's not run by machines. It's run by people. Now, yes, there are people in Budweiser who are putting stuff in there, I'm sure. But it's it's definitely not the hard way, as they say. So, as the commercial goes on, let them sip their pumpkin peach ale. Now, what you need to know about this and, and and this is where it gets good. So, as I said, uh, Budweiser just bought a lesion. And they're going on about how you know, the pumpkin peach beers. Well, what they should have done is a little research to find out that the brewery that they just purchased actually made a peach pumpkin amber. And if you go on to uh, Untapped, you'll see what I mean. A peach pumpkin amber. So the beer that they're trashing that their beer drinkers don't like and don't approve of 
don't dissect is actually a beer in their portfolio. Yeah, they're bashing someone they just bought. And Twitter blew up at this point with people that worked for the brewery saying, did my brewery just make a debt and just take a stab at me? The people who just bought us just take a dig. And the answer is yes, they did. They uh, they basically said, you guys suck, but we just bought you. So you're our bitches. That's what it comes down to. I mean, I would have been pissed. I know Goose Island people were pissed too. Oh, man. Twitter was just all full of life that night. Okay, on with the commercial. But they'll be brewing us some Golden Suds. Yeah. This is the famous Budweiser. Budweiser beer. And then the commercial goes out with, you know, a bunch of buds going around, and they're bringing back this buds for you. So. <laughs> oh, what a week it has been. Uh, most of us have just been like, what the what the hell? Now, granted, some people, some crap beer, well, crap beer holes, that we like to call them, are like, oh, these people get upset about nothing. I can't believe this. What the hell? Well, here's what it comes down to. First of all, they're pissed because... Everybody else is pissed off, so they're no longer the cool kids being pissed off. Uh, secondly, it, it, there is a reason to get pissed. Um, and there's a reason to be happy because it, it obviously shows that AB InBev, Budweiser, is is scared. They're, they're afraid of what's happening right now because they know that the craft beer market is starting to take away their business. There was a study where it said that 44%, I believe, of kids aged 21 to 27 have never drank a Budweiser. That trend continues. The only people drinking Budweiser are going to be people really, really old that have no taste buds, which pretty much sums up people that drink Budweiser anyways. So that older generation, eventually they're going to be getting faded out here unless uh, Budweiser does something soon, which is why they're buying the, the craft breweries. Expanding their portfolios. So, <laughs> I am very curious to hear what you guys think about all of this. Um, I'm not saying we need to go burn things down. And you have every right to be pissed off. Because they, they took a very public dig at, uh, at something we love. And if you're passionate about it, you're going to be pissed. But then, you know, chill out a little bit and uh, just keep drinking what you're drinking. Don't worry about it. Um, you don't have to stage any boycotts or anything because... Well, you don't have to make a scene about it. Budweiser really doesn't give a shit. And uh, the way that their board's probably high-fiving each other, yeah, they have no clue what's going on. They are oblivious to all this. And their marketing team, they're probably laughing their ass off thinking, holy shit, we just got paid for this ad. So, anyways, to wrap up this beer here, and to, uh, and actually, since we're, we just got done dogging the, the whole Budweiser thing. Let me tell you about two good things that have happened here in Pittsburgh with the craft beer scene. First thing, and and I'm very happy to see that, that these guys opened. So uh, our fans and friends up at uh, Voodoo Brewery have opened a new location in Homestead, which is uh, part of Pittsburgh. And um, it's, it's wow, the place is huge from the pictures I've seen. I have not been down there yet. I anticipate going down there. But uh, Voodoo Brewery Homestead is now open for you to go and purchase Voodoo beers. And, wow, yeah, the, the pictures are so cool. And I'm really excited to see that they, that they opened a restaurant pub uh, down here. I think it's more of a pub. 
in a restaurant. I have to double check on that. But they did a really good job from the pictures I've seen, and I talked to a few people like Bob Batts from the the Post Gazette, and he was just they were, he was raving about it. And um, it, it's great to see that it's kind of going back to the old days where breweries owned bars, because uh, that's kind of like the way it was. Wow, like from from what I heard, you know, like back in like the the 50s and stuff, like some breweries actually owned the bars. So when you go there, that's all you would see. And uh, it, it's neat to see that now with Voodoo because I really like Voodoo beers and they're tough to get down here besides a couple of the staples. So now hopefully we can get more of their beers down here. And uh, I, I just think it's uh, you know it, it's good for the local economy because it's giving more people jobs. It's and we're keeping stuff kind of localish since Meadville is up in Crawford County, which is about an hour and a half north of us. Typical Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania thing to measure distance by time, but you, you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, really cool to see that that's open. And congratulations to everyone there. Uh, our our buddy Matt Allen from Voodoo. Uh, I know had a lot to, to get this thing going, and then he kind of passed the reins on. So uh, congratulations to them. And then also, we had mentioned this earlier, uh, Spoonwood is officially open. Another place I need to get to soon. Uh, Spoonwood is open. I love the name. Uh, they're open in Bethel Park now. Uh, I'll have a link to the story that Bob Batts did. Bob Batts gets everywhere, in case you haven't noticed. He's like the he is the beer guy of of Pittsburgh. And uh, but don't tell him I told you that, because then he'll he'll sit back and go. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Spoonwood is open. You can catch him at spoonwoodbrewing.com, and uh, we had mentioned them in a previous episode. So if you get a chance, go check them out. Uh, I'm gonna finish up this beer here and <laughs> laugh some more about everything that's happened. If there's a beer you would like to see reviewed on Should I Drink That, let me know. Uh, you go to shouldidrinkthat.com, go to the About section. You can shoot me a message, let me know. Uh, if you're a brewery you want to get the beers to me, best way to do it that way too. And also, we are now on the Snapchat. Don't ask me why I did it. I just I figured, what the hell, why not? And I've had some fun with it. And you guys have sent me some really cool pictures so far, so I thank you for that. Um, so it's SIDT Beer on Snapchat, and uh, basically I'm just posting pictures of beer. And if I go out and drink, then you get to see it too. So please reciprocate. Send me pictures of you guys drinking beer because I'd love to see that. And also you can always catch us on Facebook. Slash should I drink that? There's the Twitters at SIDT, which is – I love how much it's been growing. I don't know what the hell we're, we're doing, but it's working, and you guys are we're getting more people on there. Uh, so yeah, that's at SIDT. We're also on Instagram and Google Plus. And uh, should I drink that on Instagram? And then um, yeah, if you go to our website, you'll get the Google Plus link because that's a really long thing. Any suggestions? Send them over. For should I drink that? dot com. This is the most Reverend Father Spoon, or even if it's crap, or now <laughs> macro produced beers and. The other thing I forgot to mention in the ad, which for some reason skipped, it said they are proud of making macro beers. So that kind of tells you right there uh, where we're going with all this. And it's only fitting that I'm drinking this out of a Bud Light glass. And the official shirt for tonight, since we're talking about evil corporations, stormtroopers having lunch with Darth Vader as they build the Death Star. For should I drink that.com, this is the most Reverend Father Spoon, or even if it's crap, I drink it so you don't have to. See you in episode 109. And at.